Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Stevie Boy. This is episode 26. Yes, it is. Of our podcast. We are. We are trucking along. We're doing We're doing it, buddy. We're doing it. Zach, first things first. This is something we have not discussed in a long time. Yeah, well, hit me with it. <laughs> hit, hit you one more time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Zach, I'm I'm really excited about this weekend. Something amazing has happened. Something amazing if, has if happened. If you've been with us at the beginning of our podcast, back back episode, episode what four through like fifteen, we probably. mentioned we mentioned somebody in every, every episode. We've kind of gotten away from it just because we've but had a lot of people say we don't want to hear you talk about that anymore. But it's time. <laughs> it's time. And if you want to turn us off, that's fine. Or skip forward about five to thirty minutes. <laughs> We're not sure how long this is going to go, but we are absolutely thrilled that. Our boy, the Ocho, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett is starting this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. It's it's the time for the new QB to come in Pittsburgh. I'm so excited. People have been chanting his name for a couple weeks now. Like this, this, this to me is like Christmas early. <laughs> Christmas I'm actually excited to watch football early. now. It was just kind of, the last few weeks are just like, why do we even watch this? Oh they my goodness. stink. Yeah. Well, the truth is, like you know, Mitch Trubisky, Bitsky. <laughs> There's the no there's no T in Trubisky. <laughs> I don't care. There's a T at the beginning. There's not a T hey, in the guess middle. What? Guess what we're going to remember about him? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's over. Yeah. Trubisky's time in Pittsburgh has passed. He seems like a really good guy. But the future is now. Yeah. The future is nigh. Is nigh. Is nigh. That means it's here. Yeah. So I think. Is that the Christmas episode of it is. <laughs> Zach and Steve have a podcast? Yeah, it is. That's no, what I- we should do for our Christmas episode. We'll just talk in like old English. <laughs> Ye podcasters come nigh. (laughs) Nigh. And we'll say old with an E at the end of it, but it's pronounced the same. same. (laughs) Second Steve's old. Ye old. That that always gets me. When you go somewhere, you know, why is it in amusement parks? They always have like old timey station, and it's always (laughs) old old with an E. And it's like, is it pronounced oldie or is it just old? Is that the way you used to write old, or are you just trying to make it look dumb? I remember back in 85? Uh, 1885? Eight- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I remember in 1985, I wasn't born. I was just born, oh. so that's not that's not it. In 1989, when I was in preschool. Okay. Remember 89, Zach? It was a good year. I don't remember it that well. We were two years into Ninja Turtles. It was Things, were, <laughs> things could not have been better. Kenny Pickett was far from being born. <laughs> How did we change? We were so excited about Kenny Pickett. I'm still excited about Kenny Pickett. I, I am too. No, this weekend, I, we were both, we're not going to talk about it super long, but we no. are insanely excited. I mean, that was the first thing that came to both of our brains Yeah, was Kenny Pickett's playing right. this weekend. We have not talked about him in a long time, and we have now determined officially, Zach and I were talking before the podcast, we don't ever have guests on the show. No, we no. almost did, and it fell through. And then we were like, after that, we're like, you know what? Don't if we let one person on, everybody's going to everybody's going to come on. And it's it's not a diss on anybody. We love everybody, but like Zach and I, this is something fun that we get to do together. Like, yes. there's not a whole lot of time we get to spend together during the week because we're both insanely busy people, and this is like our thing. But we did decide that if Kenny Pickett yes, in the pocket with Pickett, if <laughs> and, and I'm going to put this out there. Okay. If anybody has any kind of connections, <laughs> Pastor Ron, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pastor Ron, if you could get us in contact, Pastor Ron, with <laughs> anybody that knows Kenny. Yeah. And he would want to come on the podcast and talk to two knuckleheads that, you know, are 
20 years older than yeah. him, but are massive fans. Yeah. Pastor Ron, we would really appreciate that, Pastor Ron. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. But yeah, just excited to see what happens this no, weekend. It's going to be a great, great game against Buffalo, the toughest team in the yeah. league. Yeah. Which is a weird Temporary sentence. expectations a little bit, but. It's, uh, it's a weird sentence. So it's, what are the Steelers now? One and three. I'm guessing three. they're going to be what? There's 13 games left, like 14 and three by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm assuming Super Bowl champions. That's what yeah, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to bring uh, <laughs> oh a tear to your eye, <laughs> no, a thought to your brain. Yeah, no, 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 the synapse is going to crank the, up your brain over there. The synapses in my brain just they stopped. They halted <laughs> for a moment, and it was like it was that was bad radio. Yeah, that was really bad radio. No, uh, I, I, this weekend's going to be amazing. I'm really excited about it. But I do have other good news, Zach. Yeah. Okay. So last Tuesday, yes. I talked about something amazing. That Your Tootsie was, Pop. My <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> my Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Or is it called a Tootsie Roll Pop? I always call them a Tootsie Pop. I think it's a Tootsie Roll Pop. What's your favorite flavor? Of my, Tootsie Roll Pop? Mine is raspberry. Dude, raspberry. Raspberry. Raspberry is the winner. And you know I feel what's the worst like flavor? Great. Chocolate. Oh, that's right. I forgot that it was even a flavor. flavor. That is awful. Yeah. I, okay. Artificial, artificial chocolate. Artificial chocolate's never good. No. And maybe there's people out there that do enjoy it. That has never been thing that I I, I don't really like store bought chocolate. And when I say store bought, I'm talking about like you know you go into Walmart and you buy chocolate at the end. You know, unless yeah. it's Reese's. Okay. I said it right that time. You did. Everybody's like, you always see Reese's. It is Reese's, but I said Reese's for the for the masses. There you go. It's Reese's. Um, I don't like I don't like store bought chocolate. It always tastes like really waxy. Yeah, I think. Going back to what I was saying, you were saying about my Tootsie Roll pop head. Thank you very much. <laughs> so last Tuesday we started talking about this thing called the selfie series yeah. that Hasbro was doing, yes. uh, which meant you can make an action figure of yourself. With whatever you're, you're body. going to be immortalized, I can get a Star to be immortalized, figure. and now I'm trying to talk Sarah into doing it too. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. So yeah, I want that so badly. So you can like put yourselves together on the yeah, show. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I think so. That'd would be she super be a cool. stormtrooper? No, 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 no. Okay, so I found out they have four body. So it, within Star Wars, so Hasbro makes toys for tons of different, you know, yeah. um, IPs. So um, Star Wars is one of them, but they also have Marvel. So okay. you, you can you can get your head on a Marvel figure like body, which I, I'm never going to. Would you pick be, Thor? No, <laughs> Incredible uh, Hulk. I I don't know if I yeah. Captain America, <laughs> the Hulk. That'd be me. Steve, a that'd big be, green that, body and Steve's little head. That, that, my head still would <laughs> be too that, large yeah. for that body. Uh, no. Uh, so anyway, within Star Wars, you could have X wing. Um, you could have X-Wing, you could have a pilot, you could be a stormtrooper like we talked about last week. Then yeah. I forgot, there's two other ones. You got the Princess Leia body, oh, which is her uh, costume on Bespin, like her, like she's bundled up for winter. Yeah. Not Bespin, I'm sorry, Hoth, when she's on Hoth. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's really embarrassing. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe I said that. And then the other one was, you could have the Mando's ah. outfit. Um, and I didn't go with Mando's because it, it's very specific. Okay. It's very specific. I wanted something a little bit more general. Gotcha. So anyway, but I was like, Sarah, you should do the one with the Leia one, and then I'll have a figure of both of us, and that'll be really cool. She's like, I don't know if I want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, what if it looks weird? And I'm like, it's for me. It's not. Well, I saw a picture of yours, 
Yeah, it, you did. it doesn't look like it doesn't you. look like me at all. It's like it's, it's a like, generic face. It's generic head five. Um, yeah, it but, is exactly what it is. <laughs> but I got a text. No, I'm sorry, not a text. I got an email from Hasbro that said, "Your head's been printed." <laughs> And it looks great. It's like, a, it's one of those automated. It's yeah. not, there it was nothing specific about mine. Cause if it was anything, it'd be like, you owe us more money for the extra plastic we <laughs> yeah. had to use to make your ginormous head. You That's freak show. Um, but then, so I got that one. And then two days later, it said, your head's now attached to its body. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's ready to go. Get excited. Uh, is, it, is it coming? It's coming. It's coming. Do you have a date? Like, I think next week. Oh, I wow. think it'll be here next week. So you were I, expecting a long time in the future. They said November, well, but they, they're cranking these things out. Nice. I'm assuming nobody bought them. <laughs> Once they saw their face. Once they saw how bad it looked, they're like, they were like not, that doesn't like look like me. me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, turn that thing off. What in the world? It's the uh, dehumidifier. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Bup, 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 bup. All of a sudden, the jet engine took off. Yeah, I know that was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so that's that's the big news this week. Uh, But do you have another? Is that that your story? You had? I I didn't really have a good story this week. You know, I I painted. I have a question for you. Painted my house. You painted your house? Just the side. Just one one side. One, okay, so <laughs> you thought this side over here. I got really it, bored one day. It, it needs something. I just went wandering outside. I'm like, that could use a fresh coat of paint. No, this is what happened. I I um, when we had our kitchen remodeled, there was a door on the side of our house that we had removed um, so that we could put cabinets where that door was. Yeah, it was an unnecessary door. It didn't need to be there. It did. It didn't need to be there. We never used it. Um, so when our contractor um, took it out, he put you know fresh slats on the side of the house that needed painted. We and we just left it for a while, and we yeah. were like, our, our schedules are very busy, yeah, all the time. And like making time to do this kind of stuff or taking time to do it, uh, you know, obviously comes at a cost because we have small children and we are just busy all the time with that. Um, so yesterday, Sarah said, "Okay, we gotta get this done before it gets too cold." Uh, she said, "You know, can you?" take it so i i, I got it did painted. you have a sprayer no you just you used rolled to, it just rolled it okay. rolled her on just rolled, the whole side of the house rolled her on the side of the house yeah it wasn't a big section but it, it, it's done the funny thing about that was was the color is called it's like the most lame color ever <laughs> it's called universal khaki <laughs> Like the 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 assumption there is that everyone's khakis look the same yeah no is that like if, if like if you go anywhere in the world and say I need khaki, it's that color. That it's going to be this color because it's <laughs> universal. This is universal khaki. <laughs> we were like laughing so hard. This is the gentleman that owned our house before us. It like he like people just loved this guy and uh, but he and but he was like very particular about everything. But I just thought it was really funny that that was the color that he picked. How do you know that was the color? Funny enough, we went to Sherwin Williams, not knowing. They had your house in the system? They did. Oh, they, nice. We, we gave them our address in the hopes that, because we knew how Dale, Dale was the former owner of the house. He passed okay. away. So we never knew him. Gotcha. But we had f- the neighbors of ours that did know him well, and they loved the guy. Um, and, but he was, like, very particular about everything, and was very detailed and kept great notes about everything. So we were like, I, I bet you if Dale bought paint for this house, our assumption was he probably went to Sherwin-Williams because it's the best. Yeah. I think it's the best. Uh, paint and 
put all of his information into the system so it would be there for later. Sure, sure enough. enough, we went to Sherwin <laughs> Williams and we're like, "Do you have information on Dale Walker at 450?" There it was. There it was. Baboom. Baboom. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take that out in post <laughs> our address. <laughs> <laughs> Remove address. You didn't say the whole thing. No, I didn't, but people could still get the idea. So anyway, that was it. That's all. I just thought the name of that. But I do have one question before we get yeah, started. Yeah, please, Zach. Have you ever ridden a hoverboard? Have I ever rode on a hoverboard? Yeah. Have you? Right, so, so my son, for his birthday this week. T- Tessa got one earlier this year. Yes. Oh, yeah? Go ahead. My son got a hoverboard, all right? And they look very fun to drive. Or to ride, I guess. I you disagree wholeheartedly. You, <laughs> you do not think that's I the think case. I think those things are the devil. Why? Well, okay, two two reasons. First, have you ever ridden it? Is my question. Yes. Did you fall? No, <laughs> no. But I, I, I almost died in what I would call a tailspin because <laughs> well, I could. I got on that thing and then it just started spinning in circles. <laughs> oh, that's, that's I'm awesome. like standing. I'm like, guys, get, 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 grab me, grab me, please, <laughs> grab me, please. <laughs> Well, the kids are laughing so hard, and I'm just spinning around in circles, and I can't get it to stop, and it's going faster and faster. So that thing's the devil, number one. Number two, don't call something a hoverboard. When I grew up with Back to the Future 2, that's true. That's a hoverboard. Yeah. All right, Mattel, and we were told way back when that Mattel, that was a prototype from Mattel, and they were a real thing, and they should be coming anytime, and it was all a lie. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed. So don't call that that cheap thing with wheels a hoverboard. And I'm still waiting on my actual hoverboard. Go ahead, Zach. So you've never ridden one. I I, I wrote. I told you I wrote it. I just I I didn't get to go around <clears throat> on it. So we got his for okay. We got this hoverboard. <clears throat> and uh, sorry, I, I got something it. deep in there. It's, yeah. It's how come we get into this into the podcast and we're always like hacking. Must be the office. It must be. There, there's like dander in here or something. <laughs> this used to be a dog kennel. <laughs> that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Before we, before this is our office, this is where they kept the the live nativity. <laughs> the live nativity <laughs> from January there's to like, November. Scumpy used to live in Scumpy here. Scumpy before used to he live went in down here. to the swamps yeah, in Louisiana. Before, yeah, before he went down to the swamps. So when Carolina. new life, when new life had their live nativity, stayed in here. Uh, all the animals stayed in here. For eleven out of the twelve months of the year, we thought it was easy, cheaper to own than rent. Exactly. <laughs> That's not true. Anyway, back to the hoverboard. Not a thing. Go ahead. Back to the hoverboard. So there's a weight limit on this thing. Didn't really think about it. I mean, my son's ten years old, so he's not above the weight limit. So the weight limit is 160 pounds. Now, I'm a few tacos above 160 pounds. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. You look. You look to me about 170 pounds. No, no, no. I am much closer to 200 than uh, 160. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so my son gets on it immediately. He can ride this thing around like and it's it's Tesla part of his body. The same way. It, it it's like it's connected to his feet. Yep. So what's weird is if you don't see, say he's like on the other side of a chair or something, you just see this figure floating around like it's some sort of specter. It's really creepy. <laughs> like that, I yes, agree. There's no, like, gate to you. You're just zooming along yep. there in, in one fluid motion. So yep. it's a little bit creepy if it you is. don't know what's going on. I agree. So my son gets on it, rides it pretty well. My daughter gets on it, has a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Laura gets on it, and she did the whole Steve thing. She starts spinning <laughs> circles. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have it on video. It's very That's funny. Great. She's trying to get off, and I because <laughs> if you put more like weight. Yeah. In a forward direction on one side, and it goes that direction. Yeah, exactly. So you start going that way, and you yeah. can't stop. It's just yep. you have to get your brain has to figure out how this thing operates. Oh, I hate that thing. So, yeah, she was doing the whole, you know, death spin death, thing. Yeah, the and death spiral. circles and yelling, get yeah. me off of this. Like, yes. So I get on it. Yeah. I saw that it said 160. I'm like, you know. What's, yeah, but that's suggested. What's 20, 30 it's pounds a, it's, more it's than that. Suggested 35, something like that. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the difference? Yeah. What's 40 pounds more? Yeah. No way that that's going to do anything. <laughs> so I get on it, put one foot on it, put the other foot on it. This thing goes, and my son is about having a stroke. Dad, get off of this hoverboard. <laughs> oh my God. That was the first. What a birthday. I felt so fat in that moment. <laughs> like, I can't get off my kids. Everyone else is riding around. I get on it. Things like, yeah. like crying underneath the, yeah. the size of me. It, it's it's given up. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought I was going to have a longer life than this. So I was like Googling adult hoverboards. They're much more expensive. Oh, they are. Yeah. They're, they're crazy expensive. I remember when we were down at Liberty University visiting, some kid went flying past me on a hoverboard. And I'm like, that's the most obnoxious. Yeah. Get a bike. All right. Yeah. Get a bike. Get some exercise going get, on here. Get, get a bike. Like, you don't need this. Like, and he was looking at his phone. Oh. And that made it even worse. Put a stick down there. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do the big daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big daddy yeah. put the stick down. <laughs> oh, it's stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've, we've talked long. Yeah. We're 15 minutes in. All right. Good. So, enough. Zach, you had a great idea for today. I did. I really like the idea of talking about great moments in ministry and not so great moments and learning moments (laughs) in ministry or not so great. We've been at this a really long time and we've got lots of stories, lots of things we could tell you about, you know, Mm. good, good, good experiences. We've had ministries, times we've seen people grow and then times we've learned a lot about things not to do in ministry. So we thought, Hey, let's just take an episode and talk about ministry Ups and downs, and and some some stories, and maybe some learning that we could oh we could goodness. it might be good for yeah. someone out there who's thinking about. We could make things. several episodes about this over over a long course of time. <laughs> I feel because greatest moments, volume one, well, volume one of, of well, you know, you and I have been part of the teen ministry here for I think collect you know you've been part of it longer than I have, um, but I've been I've been leading it for. 12 years yeah. now, pretty much. You've been the head honcho for 12 years. Been the head honcho and for you were, a while. You had other capacities um, for a few years before that. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to elevate myself. It's just, it's hard to, like, when you're in it every single day, yeah. like, to narrow it down to one great memory um, or one great moment. Uh, so, I mean, you had the idea. Do you have something that's, like, on your... Well, the first thing, I mean, there's been... Like you said, combined between us, we probably have well over 30 years of ministry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, so many moments in those years. Right. They were the great. one that sticks out to me wasn't necessarily like, I would say, an A plus moment, uh, but it was. This is a great <laughs> moment or a learning moment or both. <laughs> this is just a moment. This is a moment <clears throat> that I've never been more spiritually attacked. Oh. And felt vulnerable and felt important all at the same time. Do you want to keep recording? Yeah, no, this is <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> so I, several years ago, I think it so we had a teen event here at the church. 
It was I can't remember which one it was. It summit. Was, maybe it was the summit. It was where you had a speaker come in and speak. Summit. That was the summit. That was the summit. That was year. We did the summit for three years technically. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll give a little bit of a history. All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Just and then you can uh, take back over. Just a little bit of a history. So for a number of years, we went to a thing called Acquire the Fire, uh, which is something yeah. that I grew up with. Which was uh, it was a teen event, typically held. I mean, all over the country, they would pick a large locations, and thousands of kids would come out to this thing. Um, so one year, or the in I, oh I forget what it was probably 2013, 2014, something like that. Uh, Acquire the fire went under. Yeah, uh, it was it, they you know the 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 whatever the group was I forget what the name of the the organization was. They they go under, and there's no more travel event, and that was a big part of our yearly thing. Like Acquire the fire was always on our list of things to do. Calendar. It, yeah, it was always on the calendar because it was a, an energizing kind of event for students. And you know if if we were going to get like you know the blood pumping kind of spiritually in our ministry. That was a nice little kick every single year. And we would go and the teens would have a great time and they'd tell their friends. And we, we would take bigger and bigger groups to this event almost every year. It was great. Um, But anyway, it goes, they, they, they ended. And so I, me and uh, my worship leader at the time, Zach Cogley, uh, he and I sat down and started talking about this idea that I, I want to say, and I'll give him credit I think it was his idea. He's like, dude, we should do like this worship event yeah. for teens. I'm like, I, I love that idea. So between the two of us, we we put this whole thing together um, within a few months. Uh, and th- the idea was, it wasn't to elevate new life. It was to bring churches together just like Acquire the Fire. So that's what we did. Yeah. He put together a worship team. Um, we got speakers. We had outdoor activities, all kinds of stuff. We got connected with uh, a local youth ministry outreach, like a parachurch organization. Um, and it was it was a big deal. Like that first year, we had 300-some students here. The next year, we had 250-ish. Yeah. It was amazing, like just seeing kids come out and worship and give their hearts over to Christ, uh, which was really, really cool. So you had... Yeah, that thing you said, spiritual <clears throat> attack. Yeah, that that <clears throat> last part there, where we're talking about giving your hearts over to Christ, is is a perfect segue into where where I'm going with this. So we were at one of those events. I don't know what year that had been. 2015. That no, was 20, 2014, I think was the first one. Okay. So it's been what twelve eight years ago now. <laughs> I'm good with math. Yeah, <laughs> like eight, it's eight been years. a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was eight years ago. Probably. So I'd been in the ministry helping out for a long time. I, I wasn't on staff or anything back then, but. I had been helping in the ministry for several years at that point, at least 10 years. Um, so they have, you're, you're doing the summit. The guy comes up and speaks, and he, he's like a you know, very outgoing speaker, very like he had lots of people up and, and running around, and, and like he was, people were into it, right? Mm. And he gives an altar call. Yeah. And he invites all the leaders to come up in front. And the students were to come to their own leaders to accept Christ. Yeah. Now, we talk about praying and, and leading someone to Christ. Yeah. And I had never done that before at that point. I had done like a prayer with a group of people, but not like an individual person coming up to me in a moment like that and saying, hey, I want you to lead me to Christ. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I'm standing up there on the stage and there was, leaders from all different churches are up there like that. 
and no one's coming up to me, which is fine, you know, like because this whole time I'm doing this, standing up there, Satan is crushing me. Yeah. Saying you are not worthy to do this. How how do you think you can lead someone to Christ? You don't have the words to say. You you're just you're just this you know, you're just Zach. You're not anyone special. And I had never experienced that before yeah. on that sort of direct scale. Like I'm a pretty confident person. Yeah. But in that moment, I felt like don't come don't come to me. Like I, I am unworthy to do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I'd never had that spiritual attack before. Sure enough, a girl comes from our ministry up, yeah. up to me. And, she, and and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I was like, and she was like, uh, uh, I was like, oh, do you want me to pray with you to receive Christ? And she's like, uh, yeah, like that's what everyone's coming up here for, <laughs> you know? And oh. I, oh, yeah. And, and I mean, that's not a funny thing, to, but looking back on it, it's kind of like, I can't believe I, I was just so attacked and overwhelmed. And so <clears throat> I start just talking to this this person and I feel so bad because I don't think I did it like that's Satan was like you, you're not gonna do this right you're not gonna mm. say the right words you're not gonna be, you're not gonna you don't have the authority to do this you can't speak Christ to this person mm. you're not a pastor you're not you're not you're not this person you don't have that yeah. and this was just crushing me so I I mean I'm like shaking like visibly shaking and I could tell this girl was like what what is wrong with you, buddy? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm the one coming up here in, in a vulnerable yeah. moment, and yeah. you are just like a like a lot like a crazy person. Yeah. And so I I prayed with her. I don't remember what I said, but I can remember thinking this isn't this isn't going to work. Your mm-hmm. your your words aren't going to say it. And so she went. You know, we prayed, and I you know she accepted Christ. I mean, it's her decision. Yeah, it was do. really cool though. Yeah, and I remember several of our students. That becoming part of their testimony was that night. Oh yeah, was the night where they yeah there was I when you when you said there was a kid that came up to me I thought you were talking about uh, one of the young men that we had in our ministry. Um, I'm not gonna give his name. I don't want yeah. to, you know. No. I haven't seen. I mean, I I see his family all the time. Yeah. He still has siblings in our youth ministry, which is funny. I've had his siblings for the past ten years. <laughs> but, you know, from the oldest now yeah. down to the youngest. Um, but he. Uh, he gave his heart to Christ that night. It, uh, that summit event was so impactful, and it was one of the things for me that it filled me with anxiety. Yeah, because it was so much work. That, yeah. that, that was so so much work to pull that off, um, and it was. But it was such a blessing at the end of the day to see it all come together. And I think, I think what I learned most from that was when you are doing something that is impactful for God's kingdom, mm-hmm. you are going to have spiritual opposition. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going through your ministry and it's hunky-dory every second of the day and, and you don't ever have any problems, then yeah. you're probably not doing it right because you're not out there making waves for God's kingdom. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Satan is actively working against God's people God's on people. earth and God's Absolutely. will. And if, and if you are not having any sort of turmoil or opposition, <laughs> then... That might be a good indication <laughs> yeah. that there's something wrong there. Yeah, and <laughs> so to feel it that uh, like hot, it was. cold, intense in that moment, it's like, wow, there's something happening I'll here t- that's, that's... I'll tell you what... Yeah, yeah that, that kind of segues into one of my, my most learning moments. Okay. Lear- learningful moments. Le- learning. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we were talking about moments, our, our hardest moments in ministry. Um, so let's, uh, let me continue the, a little bit about the summit. Okay. Um, so the summit year one was amazing. Um, 
you know, I mean, I was filled with anxiety because it's, it was it was a ton of work. Yeah. Um, and I was just, you know, trying to trust God. And, you know, it, but there was also the, the element of me trying to impress. Sure. Uh, which was one of those things I had to I, I had to work on personally. Um, and I did like God. God. God has humbled me a lot in the past eight years. I mean, I was young. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> I'm really we old. You can't get on a hovercraft. Yeah, yeah. I can't get, like, I, I'm, like, breaking my back throwing a football. Like, I'm getting old. Yeah. Um, that's why we have Kenny. Uh, he can throw a football. <laughs> but that summit event uh, was a challenge in so many different ways. And that, so that first year was such a huge success. The second year was a little bit of a learning because we had less people come out that year, and I felt like a failure. Yeah. Um, which like numbers do not dictate. The only time that numbers dictate wins and losses are in sports, and sports yeah. don't matter. Right. In the grand scheme of things, as excited as we're yeah. about the Steelers winning the Super Bowl this year, which is bound to happen, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, like what we talked about just now is the heart that was given over to Christ that day. Yeah. The work that God was doing in and through us. That's the things that matter. Those are the only things that we should be talking about. Um, because the same thing happened that next year. It was even more of a challenge. We had some things fall through. There was plenty of learning experiences, but that's not the one I want to talk about. So the year. summit in 2014 is our first year. 2015, we have the second summit, which was, like I said, it was more of a challenge. Um, I had a speaker fall through. It was like two weeks before the event, and the speaker that I had lined up was like, "Oh yeah, I can't do it now." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "That's good." Yeah. Okay, so we had to like figure that out because the speaker that we had the year before, I didn't necessarily want to have him again. Yeah, because I didn't want it to become like this thing, right? You know, and, and his personality and my personality didn't necessarily mesh super well. So I was trying to, you know, I, you know, he, as good of a speaker as he was, he was just a very different personality from my own. And I was like, we, we need to have different voices yeah. as part of this third year. My friend, um, who's a, 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 another local pastor, a youth pastor at the time, he's now a head pastor of his own church. That's just doing amazing work in Newcastle. Um, he and I get together and we're like, well, why don't we put together an event that that combines the summit and a retreat. Mm. Like if you want to come <clears throat> on a, on a, a night, great. If you want to stay for the whole weekend, awesome. But let's make this into a thing that we could do even more like acquire the fire than it was before. And so that first year we launched this thing called the mix. Yeah. And unfortunately that was in 2016. 2016 was one of the hardest years of my life. I actually, we put all this hard work into it. Um, and then I couldn't actually attend the event. Like I had to have everybody fill in for me, but it was an instant success. It was another thing of like God using us in this massive way to, to win hearts over to Christ. It was a multi-day event, and it was just like I mean, we were just clicking. It was gelling. It was like awesome. So the following year, we're like, all right, year four, we're gonna we're going all out, blowing it out. We're blowing it out. Like we are maximizing budgets. We are like, you know, we are putting putting the feelers out. We're making more connections. The parachurch organization that we're working with, you know, we're like, okay, this is what we need to make this happen. They're so amped about it. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, and so we put out this thing like, okay, like you guys have more connections than anybody. Like 
get the word out, get tickets sold, you know, and when I mean tickets, I'm talking about like reservations made for these kids. Like, let's go. Let's get as many churches involved as this is possible. We're going to have it hosted. It was hosted at a university, a local, well, it's not a university, it's a college, local college, a bigger space, more people, more speakers, more, like everything was going to be bigger that year. And sure enough, we're a month out. And that's what I'm saying. This is one of the hardest moments that I've ever faced. It was so frustrating. We get called into a meeting by the parachurch organization that we're working with. And they're like, hey, um," this organization sits down with us. And they're like, yeah, you guys haven't upheld your end of of the agreement. So we're going to pull out. And we're like, um... <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, they they had backed us. And see, what had happened with this organization was they had changed leadership from one year to the next year. Um, and so the the former leadership was completely behind us. The yeah. new leadership saw dollar signs and were like, no, nah, we're not doing this. And so they used the excuse that we didn't uphold our end of the 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 thing which was untrue we had done all of the marketing we had put it all together we had worked so hard to get this event to be what it was going to be we had a big name speaker coming in if uh, josh griffin yeah who is like in in the christian realm of youth ministry he's like i think the second biggest name to doug fields who is like the granddaddy of all youth pastors josh was his like was was his protege yeah um so uh, we're, we have Josh coming in from California. We have that all set up. He's going he's gonna to kick off the event. Uh, we had a band lined up, so we didn't have to do a worship ministry that year. Uh, we, I mean, we didn't have to put together a worship team and practice and put together all the, We had a band coming in for the whole weekend, and this, this organization decides that we didn't uphold our end, which was untrue. They didn't uphold their end. They didn't, their, their thing was, well, there's not enough. We don't have enough students coming. We're like, well... Did you sell? Well, no. No, we couldn't get enough people to... <laughs> but it was our fault. Yeah. It was our fault. And then they criticized us for making it too big. And it was like, oh, my goodness. All right. And they're like, well, the one guy uh, told me, he's like, you know, we wanted to, we were going to pull out completely, but we're going to give you a portion of what we originally, which was like, okay. At that point, I just wanted to say, you know what, just keep it all, and we'll do it on our own. Yeah, um, which we almost did, uh, but we were like, we were trying to maintain relationships, and so we were like, okay, you can, you can, you can still be part of it. Thank you very much for you know what you're giving to it now. But now we are, uh, we are three weeks away, and now we have to put together a worship team because the thing that we had to cut was the band for the yeah. whole weekend. Um, so we had you know, money allocated for these guys. We're like, okay, now we need a worship team. And so the team that played the year prior, um, I forget how it all went. Cause I didn't end up getting to be part of it. I think, I think it was, Oh, we had Liberty universities band like come in and they do like it's almost like an outreach kind of thing that they do so it's next to nothing it was free yeah but we didn't have that option because it was too close we called them and they're like uh you have to call us like three months ahead of time <laughs> to schedule that and we're like well <laughs> we could have yeah we really could have um but we can't now 
so that's when uh, I, I, myself, along with um, the the worship leader up at up at First Baptist, we had to put together a worship team. Yeah, completely for in three weeks. I was like, okay, we got now. Now we're in charge of leading this. So it ended up being me, uh, your wife, um, and Jimmy, who yeah. was my worship leader at the time, um, and then three or four of their key members of their worship team. We're coming together two weeks before this event, terrified. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, not terrified, but like overwhelmed. Yeah, with the stress of putting together something. And then it like, so what went from like this horrible, awful situation became yeah. like this beautiful, beautiful thing. Cause that worship team, man, we clicked and we gelled. And I mean, the students got so into it. It was such a blessing yeah. to see that. And it's see not how anything God I was works doing. Through. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You know, it's um, my, Sarah and I are, you know, we, we were working through the Bible. Um, every morning we get we sit down and we have it and and today we started James and it was just interesting because I always forget like James is such a man it's such a good powerhouse letter it is I, I I said to Zach before we started recording I'm like James is the best letter of the New Testament and maybe that that might be an overstatement <laughs> that's your it's your favorite it's my favorite I, it's much better than anything Paul put out there uh, <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding I'm just kidding but I love this. Verse 2 of chapter 1, it says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let that endurance have its full effects, that you may mature and become complete, lacking nothing. Holy cow, is that not constantly what God is doing in all of these trials that we face? And yeah. that was that was it. We were in the midst of a massive trial because everything that we thought was going to be was not. And now it's like it was God saying, you have to trust me. Yeah. You have to trust me. You you guys did everything you thought you needed to do. He's like, I'm going to take that away and you're going to trust me. And I enjoyed that event more yeah. than any event that we had done up to that point um, because it was like I, I saw God working in the midst of a trial. Right. And, uh, man, it was, it was awesome. So I'm talking about one of my learning moments becoming one of my highlight moments. Uh, and it was because of the team that we assembled it. I mean, it was a great worship team. Um, but it was, it was not that it was the connection that we made with the students through the worship of God. Like we were all one celebrating God. And I, I, I look back on that. I just like, just that reminder of, man, that was so amazing to worship God in that way. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so glad that band fell, yeah. fell out. Like it fell apart because now I got to be part of it. Right. Not that I was planning on it. And you know, when you're planning a massive event, the, the last thing you want to do is like, Hey, I get to play guitar too. <laughs> right. uh, you know, and I get to speak and I get to do this and I get to do that. But right. it all God made it all happen. And it was amazing. And then the next year we decided just to do it on our own yeah. <laughs> without, any uh, outside assistance, and it was another amazing event. Um, and then that was it. Yeah, that was the last year, 2017. Uh, 2018, I think, brought uh, was when my buddy was like feeling the call to lead um, different church. Yeah, uh, well, to but to build his build own church, church to right. plan his own church, yeah. and 
it went from there. And now I'm the, you know, I'm the sole remaining old <laughs> youth pastor in the area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm sorry. I, I probably took way too no, long. No, that's a, that's a great that. movie. Or movie. Moment. It was a really good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Oh, we should make a movie out of that. <laughs> it, it would be one of the worst. <laughs> like, what's the point of this movie? <laughs> Who would you get to play you as an actor? Kirk Cameron. <laughs> His head's only, not big enough. Only, I mean, his head's big, but it's it's, it's not in a physical Kirk sense. Uh, it's more in the a... Only, uh, the only Christian actor out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, who's the only Christian actor out there? <laughs> Kirk Cameron. Yeah. No, it'd probably be Priscilla Shire. Who's that? Uh, she was the one in War Room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's like a pastor, I think. Oh, yeah? Of some, some sort or teacher. I was just joking. <laughs> I, I don't know Christian actors uh, who do that. Uh, who, would I, who would I pick to portray me in a movie? Is that the most arrogant thing? That don't I get to pick? Yeah, you get to pick. Go ahead. <laughs> Steve Carell? <laughs> Steve Carell? <laughs> I was just picking somebody He's ridiculous. He's so much older than me. I would love that. Harrison Ford? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I would allow it. <laughs> He's double my age, yeah. but he's playing me. He played the guitar uh, up on stage. He's got gray hair. This is, uh, <laughs> I'm so angry about having to do this. Oh, man. They paid me good money. Anyway. But yeah, that's, I mean, those are, those yeah. are two things. Um, so do you have a, do you have a learning moment? A learning. Well, I think what you talked about yeah, was, was a, learning a learning moment. moment. I think the favorite moments I have or are when you have students down the road years or months or, yeah. or whatever yeah come back and say hey i learned something from you or hey. the things that really speak to me yeah afterwards and i and yeah. i would look back and say man those are powerful moments for me as a leader and a, a teacher or when the students come back um a year or so or whatever and say hey i remember this that you told me yeah or uh, i really love whenever I, so i I'm the junior high director. We do yeah. messages yeah. On, on Sunday morning, senior high, junior high. So I'm down there, and I do a lot a lot of teaching, and we do a lot of history of the Bible and stuff like that, stuff like big picture stuff that, that helps. Yeah. So when you get up to senior high, you can pick up Romans and read through it and, and kind of understand it a better, you know, big picture where this all fits in things. So when you ask, you know, former junior high students questions, mm -hmm. and they're like answering them like this, I'm like, you're paying attention. You're paying attention. <laughs> and you don't think at the time they're paying attention, but those are the kind of moments where like, wow, what I'm doing is actually, you know, mattering. You know, yeah. like you sit, you sit there and you speak and no one's paying attention, you exactly. feel like. and But they, you know, yeah, they it's are. Like, why am I even trying yeah. half yeah. the time? But and just those little, not not that you need those, but those when you would look back, those are like those those make you feel like yeah. they're they're just moments that keep you going. It's, it's you like, know, wow, like God, like as as little as I think this is actually working, God's actually working in their hearts because yeah. students are, I think, are arguably the hardest uh, teenage students because you never really know how you're doing. Right. The only time you know how you're doing is when you screw up and they laugh at you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a real mistake. Um, but, but the, the impact you usually don't hear about until later. And that's the, I, I agree, Zach. Like I've had so many of those moments where I feel like I'm so ineffective. And then years later, it's like, you remember that series you did on such and such? And I'm like, what? Yeah. I have no idea. And they're like, Oh my goodness, that, that meant so much to me. And like, you know, it, it changed my perspective on, you know, who God is. And I've come to know God, be, like thinking back on that. I'm like, 
good. Yeah. I don't so remember Holy, that right, at all. The Holy that's Spirit awesome. working through and, and working on it, people's hearts. All, and that's, that's what you want as a leader. Yeah, that's all I want. I want yeah. the Holy Spirit to break through to these kids. I don't, I don't, you know, if if they go on in time and they're like, what was my youth pastor's name? Good. Right. That's almost better that they don't remember my name. But if you remember the things that we've tried to instill in you, because we are, we, we, I feel like we're incredibly passionate about, yeah, about God and doing things His way and doing it according to His will and way. Um, those are the victories right. in ministry, and that's, I mean, and I think that's a good segue into really what that means for for any listener out there. That's like, what's the point of me even trying? It's because you never know the. I mean, that's why we should always be ready to give an account for why we believe what we believe. That, and that's not me just... That's biblical. Right. Um, yeah. We should always be ready to give that account because those words that we share with somebody, that love that we show them through Jesus Christ, can impact that person yeah. in any given moment. Right. Um, and it always starts with like the, the love and grace of Jesus Christ that transforms into truth. Um, because, you know, God, God leads us to the truth through His Word. So we have to be prepared yeah. in our hearts to have those moments. Right. And it's not always going to be perfect, and you're not going to be perfect, and I'm not going to be perfect. And I look back on my career as a youth pastor, I'm sure Zach would say the same thing, not about me, but about himself, but maybe about me. <laughs> it's like, I think I screwed up way more than I was actually successful. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing is, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it does matter because it matters the time that we put into things. But ultimately... It's to it's to honor and worship God, and those are the moments that get remembered. Right. And I, the the cool thing was, I got another text from another student that I had years ago. To did, last night, he texted me and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about entering into ministry. Can we get together?" That's and awesome. Like, Come on, man! Like that's like the, that. Like, not that going into ministry is the all and everything, but I have had so many students over time. We, you and I, Zach, you and I have seen so many students over the years pursue ministry. Yeah. And I think our first words to them all the time are, are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not because we don't want them to do it. It's because like, don't do it because you think it's the right thing to do. Or you it's think it's like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a calling on your life. Um, and if you just do it to do it, I can't guarantee you success. And I can almost promise you it's going to be more difficult because, you know, it, because you have to trust God yeah. uh, with the calling that he puts on your life. Um, and so my first question is always like, well, if you could do it, literally anything else, what would you do? And if they say something else and it's like, and you're not confident about that, I'm like, do that. Yeah. Do that. And if, then if you feel that stirring on your heart, that like, God's like, no, 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 I need you. To, like I, I was calling you then, then do it. Or maybe yeah. you get that feeling right away. You get that call right away. And it's like, God's like, you, you can't go any other direction. Um, great. Yeah. But the thing that always concerns me with ministry, and we're getting a little off topic here, but the thing that always concerns me is when people are like, I think I want to be a pastor, and somebody's like, good, you should do it! And it's like, yeah, wait! Yeah, <laughs> wait. It's, not, it's not like a job you pick. It's, no. not, you don't look at a chart and say, alright, librarian, construction worker, pastor, professional base... Pastor! Yeah, professional <laughs> baseball player. Yeah. That's what I want Z- to be. Zach's options <laughs> yeah. for life, not mine. <laughs> professional leader i guess would be (laughs) the only thing i could probably pursue um i but yeah it's 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 that's that's the truth of it it's like it's not just a job it's a life that god calls you to and and i i I would hope that through the 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 struggles that we've just shared 
within ministry um, would tell you, like, it's, I hate to say it's like, because it sounds like I'm building myself up. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not because uh, if I, if I was left to my own devices, yeah, I would have fallen apart a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I need God to sustain me. Uh, because it's 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 a spiritual battle. The enemy does not want victory right. for the king. Right. Right. And so, like Zach was talking about, we're facing that scrutiny all the time. Like you're not you're not good enough for this. Right. You're not enough to do this. Who are you? Who are you? Like that's the voice in our heads a lot of times. Yeah. And like I I have to constantly prepare myself. You know, and sometimes it's from people that you love and you trust. And it's like you you hear like how you're doing everything wrong. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why am I even trying? <laughs> yeah. Why am I even trying? But yeah. but then God reminds you, like, you're doing what I'm calling you to do. Don't worry right. about what other people are saying. Worry about what I'm calling you to right here and right now. Right. Um, and, and the victories are kingdom victories. They're not, they're, you don't measure them in people that, that you've taught or, or how many students you have in your ministry or whatever. It's, it's mm-hmm. kingdom victories. And, and, you know, I talked a little bit about the things that, you know, build me up or when students come back and, and, and tell you, Hey, I, I, I love this. I learned so much here. I grew closer to God doing this and it's really helped me in, in, in my life. And those, but there's in the same time, there's also those students that you have in class and you have relationships with, and then they're, they're gone and they yeah. do things that you're like, why would you do that? Yep. Or why, how can you, how can you feel that way now? Yeah. There's people that don't believe in God anymore and you've, and you've and you know, poured into them and, and, and it makes and you realize crushing. it is. And it makes you, the, the longer you're in it, the, you know, you have to realize you're doing this for God. Mm-hmm. You love the people that you're doing it, that you're ministering to, but you're doing it for God's glory. And if you're doing it for the praise from people or to keep people from hurt, you know, being hurt or, or whatever that is, you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You do it for God and you follow him every day. Yep. And you should do that in every walk of life. But it, when you're in the ministry, it's it's like a spotlight yep. on you and, and everything that you do. And, and um, if you're doing it for not even the wrong reasons, but you're just your eyes aren't focused on God like they need to be. Yeah. You, you know, you're either leading people away from God or you are um you are leading yourself away from God and you are not you're not fulfilling what he has for you and when and when you think of when you go back and think about it you're like mm-hmm. man I I shouldn't have been really caring what what my students said about this you know, I mean, you, you you talk to them and you say, "Hey, do you like this or not, or whatever?" But it's it's not that's not the reason. The reason is okay. The Holy Spirit has led me to do this, and I'm yeah. going to follow God as a as a light to my path because He is going to use that because that's what He wants for me in this Absolutely. moment. And so, when you get away from that and you start to do what you want or what what other people are telling you to do, then it's it's easy to do that. But it, but you're not doing what God's called you to. And so exactly. when you're in, when when you're in it each and every day, it, like you said, it, it's it becomes a struggle, and, it, it and it's and it's a uh, and it's taxing in, in different ways than other jobs are. I don't know wh- wh- how we we got to this point where we're talking about you know. Well, I mean, we were talking about the, the going life into in, ministry. This life, is life. This is life in ministry, and yeah. I, I and I think it's important for us to to give a a, a wide um, or a broad view of what life in ministry is. Like, I mean, there, there's plenty of guys that are like, look at my highlight reel. Yeah. There's plenty of low lights. Yeah. 
uh, and we can't pretend that just because we're in ministry, because I mean, I, and I think that's unfortunate. And this is a discussion for another day, so we should probably not get too delve too deep into this. Is people just look at it as like it's all about the victories. Yeah. And look at all the. I mean, it is all about the victories, yes, but it's not all victories all the time. Yeah. There's plenty of of hardship. Uh, you know, there's plenty of seasons where you feel so dry and burnt out. It's like ah, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. I mean, I mean, if you guys remember a few months ago, I took time off. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out like my my life in ministry again, and not that I was ever thinking about leaving it, but it was like I need to draw closer to God. Um, because yeah, you could be in ministry every single day. I'm literally in the Bible every day, whether it's it's my time, my quiet time, or if it's because I need to prepare a message. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not reading something from the Bible, but just because it's open in front of me does not mean that I'm allowing it actually to go from my head to my heart. Right. Um, and I, I, am, I was so guilty of that. And um, it's because you get distracted. The job is busy. It's yeah. a busy job. Like, there's, there's no downtime. Especially when you have four kids. I mean, that's that's a story for that's another story for another day. But <laughs> like when you have kids and a family that you're preparing, uh, that you're caring for and want to be with and make plans with, and then you have a job that is very demanding. There's yeah. no there's no downtime, and so it it can become physically, mentally, and spiritually exhausting. Um, but at the end of the day, that's why it's it's a calling. Like if you're called to it, God's going to sustain you. Uh, but you have to trust Him to sustain you in it. And I don't think I was doing that. Yeah, I wasn't trusting enough. Um, and it's just because of the rigors of the job. Right. So anyway, I think I think we've said enough, Zach. I think so. Is there anything else you wanted to add, buddy? I don't, no, I don't maybe know. volume two someday. We, we can I, think I, about I more things. I absolutely think we need to make this uh, a Every continual a series within yeah. our thing where we're like we talk about highs and lows in ministry, and hopefully it helps you under, give a fuller picture of yeah ministry life. Yeah. So that's it for Zach and Steve. Have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And that's.